that's a growler. Hello and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and expositionalize <laughs> the movie, The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howitt. I'm Tierney. I don't know how to spell that steel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. Uh, welcome back, guys. We're uh, powering through this week, and I'm glad you guys could help me along through this. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're yes. glad we could be here for you. More than glad. Victoria's enthusiasm mm-hmm. about this is helping somewhat, so. <laughs> right. uh, we're going to keep up that enthusiasm in minute 73, mm-hmm. which starts with Atreyu channeling his inner Bastion by explaining to Gamork that he can't fight the nothing. Uh, sorry, it's getting a little whiny. Uh, it ends with him moving back from Gamork while asking, but why is Fantasia... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it cuts mid-sentence. So we'll find out tomorrow. But uh, we get a lot of Gamork's backstory in this minute, I think. Right? Not only Gamork's backstory, but the backstory of the nothing as well and what it's doing here. Like, we we find out a lot here. That's why I was like, this is all exposition, but they did find a nice way to frame it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it continues next minute. But um Yeah. I, I have a little bit of a problem, though, because uh, Atreyu's starting to sound a little like Bastion during these protests. You know what I think it might be, Tierney, and maybe I'll blow your mind with this. As we come closer and closer to the end of the story, Bastion and Atreyu are becoming more and more like each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when they first started, they were complete polar opposites, but as they've gone through this journey, they're becoming more and more like each other. Each one taking on the characteristics of the other. Yeah. Did it have to be the, <laughs> the whining more- characteristic? <laughs> and the Morla. I mean, he did say uh, the exact same true. line as Bastion. It's true. My favorite thing in this minute, though, is Gamork explaining that Atreyu's never getting beyond the boundaries of Fantasia because Fantasia has no boundaries. And boy, if that ain't the truth, as anyone who reads fanfic can tell you. <laughs> there, there are no, are boundaries, no boundaries to people's imagination. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to join you on that tangent, I really am, but I'm looking at this freeze frame where we're getting really close to good work. And, <laughs> and I'm his kind crazy of, big eyes. <laughs> I'm kind of distracted. <laughs> I really like the way the, the Gamork moves when it talks. Oh, the whole, like, his whole snout being, like, moving with it. Yeah. <laughs> this is more puppeteer showing off moment. And I I shouldn't say showing off. They should be. It's amazing. These guys are great. Yeah. We said that with uh, things with Felcor, too. The way his nose always moves when he's talking. And then when he's flying, his ears flap for no reason other yeah. than we're like, they figured out they could do that. So they did that. <laughs> so they did that. Let's yeah. show that off. I love the way he reacts every time there's an earthquake or tremor or whatever we're calling these things. Like, his eyes are just huge. Mm-hmm. He is, like, psychotically loving this. That's what I think when I figure out he actually had cat's eyes was in these seconds. Yeah. And then I went back and rewrote my uh, my dad joke oh for that minute. I'm like, he's got cat's eyes. Yeah, and he's got a great, like, evil guy laugh. 
Oh, I mean, Alan Oppenheimer, I mean, does he just spend nights practicing different ways to laugh? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got oh, Gamork, he's got uh, Falcor. And does Morla laugh? No, I don't think so. But She does her little, like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we get at least three different, completely unique laughs like from the same person, who also gives us three unique voices. Wait, it's I thought impressive. he was Rockbiter, not Morla. Uh, am I wrong? You're right. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll scratch that. <laughs> well, no, because I remember looking for who voiced Morla, and we couldn't find right. it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so, but yeah, the voices he does, though, I mean, every one of oh them is absolutely God. unique, and. It would be hard Skeletor to play them had a right great next. Laugh too. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it would be hard to play these next to each other and realize you were listening to the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't. I didn't even. I didn't even realize. Yeah, Falcor, Rockbiter, and Gamorg are all voiced by the same guy. That's amazing. He also does the little bit of narration. At yeah, the at the end. end of the movie. Yeah, so technically four different characters in one movie. Insane, and each one completely unique. And despite check. <laughs> oh, but I love that we get to learn how Fantasia works in this minute. Mm. You're right. We learn more about Gamork in the nothing next minute. But this minute is all about like, here's what Fantasia is. Here's how it works. And again, like we said in the book, he knows this because he's been able to go back and forth. He's seen it from both sides. He knows mm. how it interacts. Um, but yeah, it's just, oh, it's it's the best kind of villain exposition. I think. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's something oddly uh, flipped up sur- upside down here where, you know, usually the vic- the villain is giving this exposition when the hero's in danger or like tied up and trapped. Mm-hmm. And there's this flip here where it's the villain who's trapped, but he's still doing the exposition. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think because... The nothing is is approaching, and it 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 seems like it is the end for both of them. So he doesn't really have anything to lose, you know, because I, I, I feel always, like that's the case of of those like super villains doing the exposition thing. Is like I have the upper hand, so it doesn't matter if I tell you all this stuff now. Yeah, I've always had this feeling that the Gamork was somehow double crossed by the nothing. You know, it's you know probably one of those Mandela memories, but like. I just had this distinct feeling where the Gamork was on this mission for the nothing, and then now he's going to be destroyed by the nothing, like he got double-crossed or something. Mm. Maybe that comes out. Oh, no, but did you read the book as a kid or not until you were an adult? Not until I was an adult. Okay, because I was going to say, because I do have that image of him like in the chains, mm. it feels more like... It wasn't the nothing that double-crossed him, but like he got tried. This is not how this was supposed to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you reach out, I, I don't know that <laughs> you just, your brain made it up. Yeah, probably, you know, that happens. Brains do that. <laughs> so Victoria, I'm, I'm ready for your, your input here because, <laughs> uh, I mean, we get more of these close ups and I'm sure you have something to say about them. What of, uh, Gmork's, yeah. uh, uh, like close ups, like I've had as how he looks. Well, just in what in and his like what he's talking about here, like talking about well, yeah, the, 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 conver- the conversation is what's pivotal to me. Mm. Uh, I mean, we don't get Bastion's reaction shots here of like what he's reading and what he's kind of like 
not not only alluding to, but actually telling him outright that basically, like, that Fantasia is a made-up place. That basically, Atreyu is like not real. <laughs> like, like, almost like he's he is a story. He's a, he's a he's a character in in a story that has no purpose other than to be this character in the story. I have more to say about that when we talk about the movie as a whole tomorrow. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. No. But, no. I'm, I, I want more of that. Yeah. That's going to be the the best. I think is is getting to talk about it as a whole. But uh, this is why I like this scene is because the veil is lifted for the for the viewer to be like, what actually is going on, mm-hmm. especially for a child who doesn't really see the parallels that are between Bastion and Atreyu. There have been, uh, I feel like a few. Instant, I mean, there have been more than a couple of instances already in the movie where Bastion has been like, this can't be. They yeah. can't have heard me. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, it's uh, pretty it's well, pretty crazy. And, and if we're talking about the, the relationship between, like, Atreyu and Bastion, I, they had, there's that moment where he, like, sees himself in the mirror, but he sees yep. Bastion reading yeah. the book. Yeah. Like, they because are, he is the same, they, they are the same, one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I like this because it's explaining why. Yeah, like, we've seen why all these little things, but we haven't had any reason for it until now. Yeah. Can I? I, I, I don't know. Can I? I don't know if I can, if I should ask this now, but. Go for it. Is this story the same? Like, if Bastion didn't pick the book up and, like, someone else did, would the story still be the same? No, I don't believe no, so. No, me neither. I don't think so either. I believe this is Bastion's story. That it's different for anybody who opens that yeah, book. Coriander had a completely different story that, as we talked about before, the end of his story was, and a boy ran into into his shop and you huh. know was hiding. That's like the last page that Coriander read. But he had a completely different story that was something else. Maybe it had that night in it that got blown up oh, no. or, or something, oh. you know, like there are a million stories going on, but this one, this one is Bastion's. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. It's, it's, it's like, is Bastion needed this book? Yeah. He needed yes. to deal with the emotions that he was feeling with the loss of his mother and his father, not really, helping him in the way that he should the father is obviously trying to help in the way that he thinks that he is is the right way but it's but it's not yeah he needs to he needs that he needs the dad to be more of a loving figure not like oh you better you know get over it type of thing and it's just like no you're not like helping him he's just a little boy Uh these are heavy things that he's dealing with at 11 years old um and unfortunately, in the day and age that we're in, maybe it wasn't so prominent in 1984 mm. uh, when this came out. But I mean, even kids that are that young are having issues, are, are having mental issues with depression and anxiety yeah. and and stuff like that. So it, this was like the manifestation of of him like getting through this. I like the fact that he just totally like didn't even go to school. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna read this book screw everything else and he was just in, enraptured by yeah. this book like it's very subtle but i like how when he's hungry like atrey yeah. you ask the horse if he's hungry and he goes yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm hungry and i'm like well that's well, because he's portrayed he's, like, he's projecting in the book that he's hungry pace ourselves because we've got a long way to go i i freaking love it and i was like oh my god i was like i don't think i've ever noticed it before until i watched it just now but i was like oh of course he's talking about food in the story is because he's hungry and it's it's like his subconscious is projecting that into the story that he's hungry that's fascinating right it's it's so crazy so like the whole the whole thing 
is amazing when you when you think about like how it's a how it actually is really Bastion and not a traitor. I, I want to so like where's the book come from? <laughs> it's a magical book. It's but magic. Like, how? I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, this this I I believe that the bookkeeper is gotta be like something. Like okay. that we we talked about this. I worry we broke then. Gary for a moment. <laughs> like like he is not what he seems on the surface. Okay. Like the book. I mean, it was all very clever. Like, oh, this book isn't for you. When you tell a kid something's not for them, like what's gonna make them? What's gonna, oh yeah. Of course. I, oh I my want god. Yeah. The great it's seduction. Like a reverse yes, psychology thing. It's like a reverse yeah. psychology thing. Like, oh oh, I just conveniently have to go do something in the other room. We leave this tempting book right here in front he, of you. He like taps it. After putting the newspaper over it before he leaves the room, I mean, like, this is yeah. where it is. Oh and my then, un- yes. under this under this newspaper. Yeah, and then smiles. He sees him leave because it's oh, all it's all like a, a plan. It's like planned. <laughs> where did he get the book? And like, what about before him? Like, he's the keeper the- of the book. But but he didn't like make the book. No. No. I I again. I think there's more of a fantasy element. Okay. To that. Like she was saying, it, like, like she said, I haven't read the book, surprisingly. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm disappointed in myself. I assume that in the book, you were saying there's more of a correlation between the real world and Fantasia. Uh, yes. Because Gmork is able to go in between both. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that there's not like this bookstore or whatever this place is, is kind of like uh, a doorway. A doorway. And this yeah. man is not what he appears to be. Like he's the keeper of the book. And this is just something that. He chooses maybe who gets who needs the book. Hmm. Yeah, you you're hitting so many things on the head that we yeah. talked about back in those minutes. Like <laughs> it was one of because this is this is everything that I've been I was thinking about when I was watching it, and I'm like this is like mind boggling to me because again, last time I watched this was a few years ago, and definitely did not watch it with the mindset of a minute by minute podcast. Sure. <laughs> and so and now yeah. going in and just like, oh man, I'm just I'm just mind boggled now cuz I'm putting all these things together and putting theories in my head of of what actually is happening and going on. Mm. And uh, a lot of it is just so sad and I feel so much for Bastion. I'm like, <laughs> I I love Bastion more than Atreyu. Obviously Tyranny is 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 all about Atreyu. <laughs> oh my I think Bastion is adorable. I think he's the chest. cutest kid. Oh, that sounds wrong. <laughs> What now? She's, he child. said that she just likes the veil, his bare chest. His bare chest. Oh, all right, Tierney. <laughs> Not here to judge. <laughs> Good enough for Gal Gadot. <laughs> um, for Gal Gadot. What now? Yeah, apparently Gal Gadot also had a crush on Atreyu when she was a kid. Oh, oh well, there you go. She mentions it in an interview, and Thomas just sent it to me. He was like, you won't believe what I just found. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, well... I, I can I can make some calls and and get that person that I know who is friends with uh Noah because yeah. she slept with him. Whoa! I mean, if you can get us an interview with Noah Hathaway, would I would be your friend forever. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be amazing? I wish I had oh, those. Man. If I had those yeah. good connections, I would have gotten I- Seth Green on some kind of show by Ooh. now. If only I've uh, met him a few times. Uh, more than a few more times. than a few times. Oh my gosh! <laughs> or I'm going to talk more tomorrow when we actually talk about the movie as a whole. And I think I've done a lot of that already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these things happen. Well, that sounds like a, a great segue to me. We're, I've pretty much tapped out my notes for this minute. Um, be sure to come back tomorrow for our our week finale with with Gary and Victoria. There's going to be 
Uh, if this is any indication, there's going to be some great discussion tomorrow. Ooh. But that's, that's another, another story, story that shall, shall be told another time. Like, like tomorrow. Like, like tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow, guys. <laughs>